0: With us. Yes, good that you're listening to episode 14 already of the Assassin's Cast, your weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast. I'm, as always, Joe Raptor, Jordan, and I'm joined by Jordan from It's Jordan Does. Hey man, how are you doing? Is the move, is it, is it already over or are you still working on the house?
1: I mean, it's going to be a forever project. That's oh. the one thing I learned about owning a house. But yes, I'm fully moved in. I have like baseboards and flooring and I have a fan pointed towards me. It's all good. How about you? How have you been?
0: Yeah, I've been uh, very busy. um, Working on some awesome, exciting uh, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, I already um, tweeted it out when uh, announcing the 500k because we reached 500 thousand subscribers. So that's very awesome. Thanks to everyone for the Kind words and uh, congratulations, so that's very kind uh yeah very kind and cool to see um but yeah, working on some big stuff that is still related to the channel but not does not involve making content so to then also make content ah, it's uh the I'm doing fine, it's all good, but there's like quite a lot of stuff going on, so uh can't wait to talk about that soon. Maybe you already got. It. Did Ooh, I already tell excited. you this behind? Uh, like, I, I'm not sure if Maybe. I already told you this. I don't, know. I hmm. don't think you did. Okay. Okay. Mm. I might. I might. Might want to do that. Super
1: <laughs> secret jaw raptor.
0: Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So. Um. Yeah. Let Let's do the intro first before we get into some Valhalla news. There's info about the collector's editions for different Ubisoft games, including Valhalla. There's also news about Ashraf. The final time we will likely hear about him, um, and we also want to talk about Ghost of Tsushima Legends. It's a co-op mode that they announced for Ghost of Tsushima, of course, that Japanese uh, open-world RPG action game from Sony. Um, and I I think it's cool, Jordan, to to kind of envision a Valhalla or just Assassin's Creed in general type of uh modes like that right a co-op mode for valhalla i think that would be uh, pretty cool so um Mm -hmm. let's do that and we also have the questions predictions i have the fact of the week so some brand new info that we don't know about yet thanks for uh, thanks to jordan for reminding me before the show um so this podcast of course goes live every saturday on your favorite podcast services you can also download it on soundcloud and um yeah just get it to your uh, phone or whatever, wherever you listen to it. Uh, if you want to support the show, they can head over to the YouTube channel Raptor and then hit uh, the join button next to the subscribe button. If you then become a member for $2 per month, you get access to the video version that we're recording live right now on Twitch and also the post show that we then do straight after the stream where we interact with the chat and usually talk a little bit more about some other Valhalla stuff so, so just some extra content for if you want to support us or you can also catch it live on Twitch I want to thank the following names for becoming a Velociraptor member last week or resubscribing Dennis, Theopsy, Jonathan, Rob, Checky, Ariel and Nat and if you support the channel for $5 per month that's the other tier you can choose they get two days early access to the podcast, the audio, the video version, the post show Um, So then it goes immediately up after we record it live on Twitch. And I want to thank Jura, Yun, and Paul for becoming a Raptor member of the channel. If you, of course, cannot support it financially, no big deal. It does keep the lights on. Um, That's how we kind of can do this show. Um, But yeah, if you could already go to Apple Podcast or your podcast service, share the podcast with your friends who also like us at Screed. That would already help us a tonne. Jordan did we get some new reviews right
1: yeah we're like on pace for about three new reviews a week nice awesome the first one comes from Spencer GG 101 so GG Spencer he says Joe Raptor has the best AC videos in podcasts um i agree no i i see i see how it is spencer i see how it is awesome podcast to feel the hype for valhalla jor raptor's youtube is positive and very reliable for news sources that is true and it's been hard to find some good general ac content recently some are new people are missing you man yeah (laughs) where (laughs) are you Jordan?
0: jordan People are searching I, for here. good content. Yeah, you are here. <laughs> I actually right. have a That's meeting
1: right. tomorrow with an old friend. Who? And we're going to just – an old friend of mine. Alexios. To film with me. Oh. Yep, Alexios. Meet <laughs> Alexios. We're going to discuss new video ideas. Um, nice. okay. But Joraptor can address any issues there. Might be with Ubisoft with care for the developers and respect for the fans who love the recent AC games. Thank you, Jordan, both, both Jordans, for making a great podcast to listen to. You guys are very knowledgeable and have respect for the great game. Odyssey, I got the Death Stranding Platinum Trophy while listening to all these episodes. Whoa. I would love to watch or listen to developer interviews oh, from you
0: yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's an, a little update on that. I, of course, did a t- couple of interviews with developers, uh, two actually for Ubisoft, Ford, for, two for Watch Dogs, two for Assassin's Creed, I am finally working out the info that I got from these interviews. There's like, I got a couple of videos about that up. And when I got like all the like newsworthy info out of it, I will be posting the, the interviews for members. So look forward to that. I will announce it here on the show and also in a YouTube video. But yeah, I will Maybe have, oh, sorry.
1: Could. No, it's okay. Maybe we could try to see if one wants to come on here. Ooh.
0: One yeah, I I'm I think we can try and make that happen. That would be awesome for sure.
1: hmm Cool. Cool. Thank you, Spencer. Uh next we have Dr. Borusa uh from Canada S- says uh love the podcast. Jordan is definitely the best at playing the games and Jordan is brilliant at <laughs> making videos. So it's up to us <laughs> to determine which ones. Who do which. you
0: wanna who do you wanna be? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I I I I'd like to think that like we both have a little bit of the yeah. both of those aspects. Um, mm. Also about okay, sorry. Give me my my dyslexia just got me. Also about in the comic, Eivor's brother is Sigurd in North Myth. Sigurd is the slayer of Fafnir, and the dragon who later dies due to the curse from the dragon's treasure. So, do you think this is the same Sigurd? Um, mm. I don't know which Sigurd Eivor's brother is going to be because there's a lot of historic Sigurds out there. So I think this is going to be something that we could either, if you really want to know sooner than later, I'm sure you could uh, tweet at Darby and he he, he responds oh, yeah. quite often.
0: So <laughs> that's right. He might be able right. to give
1: you an answer. But uh, other than that, I think we're going to have to wait till the game comes. It could just be a normal Sigurd, <laughs> not mm-hmm. even like a. Uh, fancy one but thanks for the review Dr Barusa um our last one from Lord Chaos 2033 living in the future awesome podcast okay. hey joe raptor i found your channel when you were making videos about ac origins and i just wanted to say i love your videos and i'm really hyped for ac valhalla and i was wondering what your opinion was on the historical accuracy of vikings in ac valhalla and if it's a game breaker for you if it's a not one hundred percent accurate.
0: Oh yeah, historical
1: accuracy for you.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just always like prefer if it like makes sense for a game than if it like a hundred percent historical accurate. Uh, a good reason is, for example, Red Dead, uh, Redemption Two. That was like very trying to be realistic, but then your horse could die in the middle of the desert, and then you had to run all the way to town. So you was like running around for thirty minutes. I I get that it's not, like, really about that, but I prefer it if they do what they feel is best for for the game and for the enjoyment uh, from the player. To be fair, like, if we see horn helmets in the game, and we will likely not, because they already said that that's not uh, realistic, I would not mind if there was, like, one set. Uh, And I think you also then lost the prediction, right? So that's that's another point. (laughs) No, but... um, Yeah, what is your take? I think I'm fine with it as long as it's still trying, of course, mostly to be historical accurate.
1: Yeah, to me, I think Assassin's Creed lives on that perfect um, kind of um, middle point or saddle point where you can be historical but also introduce some sci-fi elements to it because at the end of the day if i wanted to play like a simulation game i'd go play like flight simulation or something like that (laughs) so like if there was a full viking simulator that was 100 percent accurate that would be interesting like i do like um uh there was a game that came out recently that's like medieval times. It's very realistic. But I play Assassin's Creed for that kind of mix between history and sci-fi. So I don't mind if it's not completely accurate. I am personally against Horned Helmet. So hopefully we don't see any of those. I don't but,
0: think so, um, right? Or maybe they do like a For Honor Raider outfit. I can see that happen. That they yeah, like release a not to... Yeah.
1: Yeah. But uh, thanks for the question, Lord Chaos. Tell us what it's like living in 2033. Is it cyberpunk like they always want it, like we've always wanted?
0: <laughs> do, did we, do we want it? Do we want it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, let, let's go over to the news. Um, okay. Thanks, Homster, for the sub. So I'm going to uh, actually go to the... I forgot to uh, turn off the volume for the... For the follows and for the subs. But I appreciate everyone <laughs> subbing here. <laughs> but yeah, that's for the podcast. Sorry, a little sorry. weird uh, to suddenly hear a level God. up from... Uh, from. Uh, Audio stuff.
1: listeners, this is not live. If you sub right now, <laughs> you <laughs> will not be
0: heard. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> noting that. Hey, uh, did you uh, read the news about the uh, collector's editions for uh, SS Creed uh, Valhalla for the Xbox version? I did. Yeah. So what is happening is that if you actually buy the game on Xbox or Series X, then you will not get a physical copy but a digital copy of the game. So, mm. um, like, they just note, like, if you select, like, platform, then it says PC, you can pick PS4 or PS5, so you will get a disc then, but you will not get a disc When you select Xbox One or Series X, do you have an idea why they are doing this? Because I think I do. um, Before we like talk about what we think of this,
1: I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty bad at sometimes like making guesses on this, but is it because like the next generation of Xbox will likely not have any like physical copies for any games moving forward. So, oh, like yeah. collector's editions are generally headed to the path of no physical copies, right?
0: Yeah, that, that that's that that could be a, a good reason, but PlayStation is doing that as well. They also have a, a PlayStation version with like a disc drive and a digital only version. Um mm-hmm. the difference though on Xbox side, they still haven't announced the digital only version, but that is going to be a completely different console that is like less powerful and stuff like that so maybe that is maybe you're right like maybe that is why Ubisoft is doing that so for people who still buy the discless version that they are still able to get the collector's edition Um, that Mm -hmm. could be one of the things for sure another thing could be that when you make collector's editions and you put a specific version in the box and then for example like PlayStation is way more popular than Xbox, um, and if you then make, for example, a ton of Xbox collector's editions that are good except for the copy, then it's kind of then then are you gonna gonna throw all these collector's editions away while well, they are good but they just have a bad copy? They have a the copy that nobody wants. So I think that maybe by doing the digital code, they can like still switch it around. that that, that, that would mm. be another sort of take. Some sometimes, and that that's also the main reason why Collectors Editions don't even have the game at all. So then they can sell it to every any to anyone who wants it. um, without having to like make a bet on how many Xbox versions they will have and PlayStation versions. But to be fair, I think it's mostly what you said. I think it's mostly that there will be a ton of people buying the cheaper Xbox version, the Xbox Series S, that then cannot buy the Collector's Edition because they don't have a disk drive, so... Interesting, that, that, that's for sure. We wanted to know yeah, that. Yeah, that
1: is interesting.
0: And um, yeah. also, for Far Cry 6 and for Watch Dogs, this should also be the case. But good to note is that if you buy a PS4, Xbox One version for these games, then you will get a free upgrade. And during Christmas, uh, on PlayStation 5, PS4, Series X, Xbox One, the game will all cost $60. So it will not be like more expensive to get the next-gen version, which is. So
1: only Xbox is doing the you can upgrade your game to the newest platform. Um, But PS Five is backwards compatible, so technically they both will. Oh no
0: no! So you if you buy PS Four or Xbox One then you get a free upgrade to the next system so then if you buy ps4 you get free upgrade to ps5 but like you said yeah there's also backwards compatibility but there will be some enhancements for the next gen version of course that you can only get if you play the dedicated version
1: that makes sense
0: but you're gonna play on pc right valhalla
1: yeah i'm i'm definitely though I'm, I've am i definitely convinced myself I'm probably going to buy a PS5 as well and hook up oh. to my system. Yeah.
0: Mm. yeah. Okay, okay, okay.
1: I that I'm gonna, just because I wanted... I, <laughs> secret little information about me. I like <laughs> uh, San Diego Studios, the baseball game that only plays Ooh. for ps
0: But, news about that, they are going third party. Uh. Not, not oh, really? Yeah, not the coming year, but the year after that. So interesting. you can just wait till 2022 and then you can still play it. But I, I still think, though, if you got the money, um, get it because Horizon is coming. I think you like uh, Horizon, by the way, on PC. Yeah. You can play it there too now. But like Ghost of Tsushima, we will segue into that right now. But I think you will totally like that game. It's basically an open world uh, Assassin's Creed in Japan. Yeah. It's, of course, more nuanced. But y- yeah, it's kind of similar. Um, and that also brings us to the next news item, or actually a kind of speculation that I wanted to do. Because out of nowhere, I totally did not expect this, that Ghost of Tsushima game is getting a co-op mode. It's called Ghost of Tsushima Legends. It will be completely separate from the single-player open-world uh, adventure that we had when the game came out. So likely when you boot up the game, there will just be like a, a tab saying go to Legends. And then you're going to a completely, it's basically a separate game. But with all the combats and all the things you know about Ghost of Tsushima. One big twist is that in Ghost of Tsushima, the regular game, it's super grounded. So there are no mythical beasts or s- stuff like that. There is one fight, but that is kind of similar ...to that Valhalla fight that we also saw in the Ubisoft 4 demo, where Eivor is getting some kind of drug... ...and then hallucinating the uh, and seeing the daughters of Lyrian uh, and she can like fight them. In Ghost Shima you have one fight like that as well, and in this new mode they are like, okay, different rules. There are mythical beings, you have four classes to play from, so there's not the main character from the single player game that is not in this game or not in this separate Legends mode, you pick 4 classes and we already saw one class like float into the sky and doing sort of AoE attack, so there will be magical abilities, enemies will be crazier, they talk about Oni enemies, so with like horns, so it should be way, yeah, I've, I really like that it, it's basically as Origins compared to the Curse of the Varos, I think you can really compare it uh, that way but then in a completely separate mode in co-op. So you have two-player co-op missions, and you have four-player wave-based survival missions. And yeah, they're gonna launch it. It's gonna be free for everyone who owns the game. You just need PlayStation Plus. There will be no microtransactions for for it whatsoever. And um, they will have actually a raid for this mode as well, a little after launch. And that should be like a more challenging four-player encounter where you really got to yeah, work together, obviously. There should be a different customization. Like, I'm sure that everyone who plays, the, plays this mode for the first time will start on an even level. So all the things you've done in the single player modes will not count. And, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I never expected this. They have new cosmetics that you can only earn there. I think something like this would be awesome for Valhalla or a future SSK game. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, like, you were saying what you do in the single-player game doesn't carry over. But is there any... I mean, we don't know yet. But is there any form of progression in the Legends mode at all? Um, you can't bring your character over.
0: So, we have the four classes. You have Assassin, Ronin, Hunter, and uh, Samurai. And they all had sort of armor sets. And they were going to talk about customization like, closer to release. So, there is already this huge, like, customization system with different armor sets and charms you can equip. I'm sure they will have, and, like, skills you can unlock, I'm sure they will have some sort of version in this mode as well, because otherwise, like, you need a reason to do these missions likely over and over again, right? And so, I'm sure there will be some sort of grind or some sort of progression uh, in there. But it's like, they're just like they use armor sets that were in the main in like the single player game but adding some cool mythical twist to it. So, it's really mm-hmm. uh yeah, just a different mode inside this game. Yeah, I think that would work really well for Valhalla, for example. Um we yeah. all like I really think w- especially with the new combat we of course saw and you said it before the show as well. We already saw something like this with Unity. Um, but mm-hmm. I really think that, especially with the new combat that they introduced in Origins and build upon in Odyssey, and we will now see even more of in Valhalla, that there is way more room for stuff like this. And actually, with the raids like that we can do in this game, you're already always in a group, like you're already uh, working together with a ton of people. Like, it would be awesome to just go out and raid with, with another character, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like the the Unity multiplayer kind of was a little underwhelming. Um I th- I think you can't I think you can do it on a local network. I could be wrong. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. I even yeah, tried or looked at it. But like um I definitely think like everyone was asking leading into this game, like is it gonna be multiplayer? Is it-? And technically they, they did come out and say no, mm-hmm. but Ghost of Tsushima was also, never seen. Yeah, to, yeah. They also like said that single we player never only. expected a. Yeah, we never expected a co-op mode like mm-hmm. this, and so, um, I definitely could see even if they weren't planning on, or they were, some seeing Ghost of Tsushima. Hopefully, kind of gives them at least some sort of thing of like, we don't want maybe some people want an MMO Assassin's Creed but like I do like the idea of being able to kind of like play a mission with some friends or someone in the community so like something like this mode where we could all hop on a long ship yeah, go raid a place have a good time like sounds incredibly um, fun and also not super challenging um, because like how I mentioned to you before the show is a lot of times single player games that tend to go multiplayer they kind of overdo it sometimes like Fallout went like full MMO like Mm -hmm. you need to trade and all this stuff and they just took on too much but this system seems a lot more transitionary very simple it's like you're in a you're loading into a different map you don't have per se like all the custom stuff that you made in the single player game but uh, the whole thing is centered around playing with some friends and experiencing the game not by yourself
0: yeah, and, uh, and which
1: I'm totally down for.
0: yeah, and we're seeing it actually now that I think about it, with way more games. Like GTA does this mm-hmm. as well. You have this huge open world to single player, and then you hop into online where you create your own character, and it's completely separate. And Red Dead has this too, and um, like even Call of Duty to a certain extent. Like you have a single player mode, but whatever you do in the multiplayer. I do think they had, like, shared loadouts at some point, but I kind of lost track. But anyways, it was mostly, like, separate things. And what I really think is going to happen, and we will likely see it more uh, this next generation, is they made, like, for example, Sucker Punch for Ghost of Tsushima. They worked on this game since 2015 or 2014, when they released Infamous First Light in 2014. So they they likely started after that they worked on some other projects. They worked on it for let's say like 5 years. To then release mm-hmm. the game and maybe release a new game plus update at some point fingers crossed and to then move on. It's kind of a shame. They have this awesome combat system. They have all these outfits. They like there there's so much more to be done. Like what they're now having to do for this multiplayer mode is just creates Smaller levels, some encounters. But they already have the gameplay down. Like, sure, they have to make it work with with multiple players. They already got most of the armor sets that they're now tweaking. Like, the, the groundwork is already there. I think really making a multiplayer mode on top of what they already created in the single player is way less work than starting from scratch or immediately going to the sequel. And this could give these games way more life. Like, I was not... I was... I was maybe going to play Ghost Shima again with the new Game Plus mode, but now, like knowing that there will be a cool co-op mode later down the line, I love the gameplay from Ghost Shima, But I just done everything in the single player, so I want to do something else, and this would be perfect. And looking at all the Assassin's Creed games, Ubisoft is, I think, the best uh, publisher, especially with Assassin's Creed, for supporting single-player games like. It was so funny. Red Dead came out and Odyssey came out. And everyone wanted Red Dead single player content, right? And Odyssey, new updates, cool new missions. It was all focused on the single player. While in uh, Red Dead, it was all going to the online multiplayer. And that kind of sucks. I do hope that they still... If there's going to be code mode like this, that they still release stuff for the single player. Because, sure, there will be people Mm -hmm. moving to the... To the multiplayer, but yeah, you want you wanna have the single player as well. Um so Yeah. I, I totally think that that it's something they could do, but um I, I what I well, Oh sorry, yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to uh going back to my to my point is that Ubisoft wants us to play the game for a long time. That's why we had the story creator yeah. mode. So instead of them working on a lost tales of Greece mission for over a month. To have it released and we're done in 45 minutes, they want us to make this, the missions ourselves. So there's like an quote-unquote unlimited amount of content. And multiplayer is basically do- that. Of course, co-op is different than competitive. Competitive always has something going on. You get like every match can be different. Um, Co-op, at some point you will have completed all the content, but it will still be fun to replay most of the content with friends just talking, than doing it all alone, at least that that that's what I think. So, Ubisoft wants us to play sure. these games for a longer time, and multiplayer, like we're seeing it with the Watch Dogs as well, they're also introducing multiplayer there again, we actually saw it in the previous games too. Multiplayer is the, the most, it's like the more easier way to keep people entertained, than single player content so i think it's really a matter of when instead of if we're gonna get like multiplayer for this game for fall yeah. or something
1: and like you mentioned there's a big difference i think there is a, a line though where like competitive multiplayer which is dominated at least for ubisoft by like rainbow six and by like for Time honor and things like that yeah um but there's a big difference between that kind of multiplayer and like co-op multiplayer, right? And so um there's a big leap to competitive multiplayer. And so I think games like single player focused games like Assassin's Creed uh definitely lean themselves towards like the idea especially this whole rating and and having your crew system like yeah. Like join, joining joining a, a random queue to hop into like a um, a random raid with some friends, and go do like, or even strangers, and do a raid, and then maybe you get a little bit of like equipment or something for your single player game that you use. Like, I get that that's maybe like taking yeah. a little bit too far, but something like that is definitely well within the realm of possibility, I think. But also, like, extremely fun for at least for me and other
0: players mm-hmm. in Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, and that's also, like, we we create, we we focus a lot on the gear and on the builds, and it's fun to, like, figure that stuff out on your own, but it's, I think, like, even cooler if you could then also showcase it while you're playing with friends, right? Like, look at this awesome build I made, and then you're, like, killing all the enemies, and everyone's like, what the heck? Um, And then you could still use it in your single-player game, like... I really think how this can be successful is if it doesn't impact the single player game and I think most people are totally scared of that and we're seeing it with Rockstar, we would have gotten a Red Dead Redemption 2, maybe like Undead Nightmare modes or like like we saw in the first game and now we're getting likely Undead Nightmare for online only, like they're really like smelling all the money that they can get from the online modes, that they're completely forgetting the single player modes. And I really hope that that won't be the case. I hope that um, that they still find a way to balance f- both versions. And I know that will be hard, it will be way more resources. But there will still be people who prefer to play the single player. But even if they can just release a cool single player game. Like that is what for example impacted Far Cry a lot. Um, they went away from like uh, characters who spoke and uh, with like an actual face and a name because of like the co-op because it was kind of weird to have for for, like cutscene reasons and stuff like that. Now for Far Cry 6 they are returning to that you are playing a named character with a voice so that's great I'm not sure how they will figure that out for the co-op so that's like a bad example of how or like a good example of how it, the multiplayer like push can impact the single player experience, and I think that that's not what they have to do, and that's why I really like what Ghost of Tsushima is doing. At no point did I think, oh, they made this decision in the single player because they will release a multiplayer mode later. That's why I was so surprised to see the the multiplayer mode, and um, I hope that Ubisoft does stuff like that uh, instead of having it impact. Uh, but we all are also seeing it, like, with the jumps Vikings that we can create for other people. Like, that's already a step in the mm-hmm. direction, right? Like, having... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, being able to recruit um, people in your raiding party who other players made. Like, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, that would just be an, ex- an exciting thing. I don't think they would leave the single player um, behind. Assassin's Creed is... All- has always kind of been a very story centric uh, the difference i would say between maybe how ubisoft develops assassin's creed versus rockstar developing red dead would be that yes red dead is very much on like a story mode but actually the immersion in the open world was always is always kind of more important yeah. to rockstar than the story and i think it's a little different with ubisoft where the character and the stories for the most part tend to be like the primary focus and then the open world kind of um, kind of is it is less important think, mm-hmm. to a degree and so i think that if they did introduce a co-op mode to assassin's creed it would it they would still have these post-launch contents for single player and and all that stuff so like i would have loved to have if they did a co-op mode for odyssey and we all kind of got to hop into like a a conquest mm-hmm. battle or it dropped us into like a city or we could have played the um the story creator mode together oh or something yeah like that Like that would have that been
0: and wh- incredibly wh- wh- what what about competitive multiplayer though like i i see that as well with this new combat system i think that would actually be pretty cool too and that would also like really extend the life cycle to like build your character for a pvp mode where you're like fighting another viking i think that actually would work really well yeah. in valhalla
1: yeah, I think I could see like a game mode that does that, but I don't I wouldn't see them focusing a lot on it, especially no, when they have like for honor, like which is basically Assassin's mm, Creed competitive online
0: yeah. in a
1: in a way. And so like I feel like if they tried to introduce that to Assassin's Creed, like they would be kind of infringing on that other yeah. Like, well, if you want to play this, go play For Honor.
0: I think did we noted it? Uh, noted on the podcast. I'm not sure. Why I noted in the video, but like the creator or like the I think the director on the Assassin's Creed multiplayer and For Honor is now working on a new quote-unquote exciting project. So maybe he will Ooh. do something with Assassin's Creed multiplayer, or he will work on For Honor too. That's of course also possible. But um, that yeah. is worth noting. Uh, One last thing about it, because that's also why I still think they will support single-player. Item packs, they won't really work, because if I can buy the best armor set and then come online, that's not a good look. (laughs) Then it would have to be only cosmetic, and that's of course not what these armor sets are. I still think they could work it out though, that you just don't get like a... that they are just only cosmetic because we have the visual customization system in place already. But um, Mm -hmm. that's what they have to think about because the item packs, how they work in the single player, yeah, they they cannot work in the, the multiplayer, that's for sure. Wanna move over to the next news item? Sure, let's do it. Okay, because we already touched on this a couple of times, actually, yeah, uh, w- when it kind of happened. But now, uh, yeah, it's official. Kind of Ubisoft fired uh, Ashraf Ismail, uh, the creative director, of course, on Valhalla. Um, following an a- investigation by an external firm, it was determined that Ashraf's employment with Ubisoft had to be terminated. We cannot provide any details about this convention. Uh, confidential investigation. So he was already stepping down uh, because of many allegations, and now he will not be returning. Like, that's, I think, a safe bet that we will not see Mm -hmm. him again. Um, Which, of course, sad because of the awesome work he did on the franchise and looking at Valhalla, it seems like another uh, hit that he directed. Um, He, of course, worked on Black Flag and Origins as well. But yeah even if he was like uh, the king of, I don't know, but what he did was just not okay. Um, just a, a quick... Yeah. S- or, yeah.
1: It's just sad that um, he he did have a... You can't deny his, his skill set of at least leading or managing, like coordinating a good mm-hmm. game. Because it sounds like even with Origins... Um, kind of pulling in other news where like they kind of wanted to go more with Aya and maybe Bayek was going to be killed so it sounded like he was under creative constraints and he still found a way to work with a really solid team to yeah. create Origins and it's it's a real uh, shame that he he made the decisions he did but the thing we have to keep in mind too is there's a uh, hundreds of people who work on these video games so just because he made the decisions he made and he uh had the consequence of getting fired for his decisions mm-hmm. um all the people who worked on origins maybe not all of them but like a lot of people are still there and that inspiration is still there so i wouldn't yeah. um be too concerned about future i things.
0: actually um i actually like interviews Uh, I actually interviewed, like, Mark uh, Antoine, and he is, like, the systems, uh, lead system designer. He also worked on the combat in Origins, and uh, I think Black Flag before that, and now uh, on Valhalla. So it's really cool to see, like, yeah, these teams are really moving together, it seems. And um, Mm -hmm. he he told me an interesting thing that I will touch on in a second. One thing uh, I always want to... Uh, I think it's good to note by this story because there are other people who also reported on this and they just did not bring the full picture and for some because some people think oh he cheated and that's why he was fired or that's why he stepped down but that's way more complicated than that and um, if you hear that then you maybe think okay but that's his personal life why is he getting fired well he was also using his power, like as a creative director, to go to fans of the franchise, start a sort of relationship with them. That he then, in the end, wanted to have like a sexual relationship with them, while it started out as a sort of friendship. And he was like, um, like manipulating them, and um, also like he told a ton of stuff about game development um, that was like under NDA, and that he was not supposed to talk about at all to these people, to... I'm not sure why, but he did that. Like, that's also why we had that story about why female Eivor was going to be the main character um, before, like, some higher-ups at Ubisoft uh, came in. And that's what we talked about last week, where Darby was like, no, 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 that's not what is happening. But that came from Ashraf in a, like, message to a person that he was talking with. Um, So... He was really like misusing his, his power, um, and it's totally related to Ubisoft because, yeah, he, he was talking to fans who just looked up to him. So, yeah, he, he misused yeah. that, and that, that's really what. I mean, there's likely way more going on, but that already should be enough to say, okay, this is, this is not something you should do, and uh, that's why he was uh, likely fired, like, or one of the reasons.
1: Yeah, definitely. That was, like, the main thing was his uh, abuse of his position. He was lying. Like, there's even several – I mean, we could go over it again. I'm sure a lot of us have seen it. But um, how he would lie and be like, oh, no, I'm not married. I just do that to respect my parents. So he was he, yeah, he yeah. was taking advantage of his position to um, – take advantage of people around him. And so that's, that's probably the main reason he was fired. Not be not for infidelity, which I don't believe you can um, most of the time. I don't think people will fire you for that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's just sad because um, it's just another thing with Ubisoft these past few months. And uh, (laughs) I I hope that a lot of these creative types, these really um, good because you can't deny his body of work And what he did But it's just a shame Because who knows what other games he could have made Maybe he might like learn a lesson And he comes back Like everyone I think If they go through the right um, Forgiveness <laughs> And they, they work on themselves And they he comes back Who knows But uh, mm-hmm. it, it definitely would have to come with Like a change of attitude And um, a uh, A sense of Apology, forgive me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. For I don't sure. know what I care
0: about. It will will be curious ahead. to see like uh like uh, I would argue like we, we had many SS Creed games and we are here because we okay. like the series. He he directed now three then uh, of them and maybe there were other people who were like itching for that creative director role but yeah he was there all the time and now maybe they get their time to shine and they can do like a uh, their vision like it's really easy to say, oh, now I see some people say that. I know likely the listeners here don't agree, but Assassin's Creed is over because uh, he is gone. Sure, uh, the-, the games that he made were also my favorite, But or like that he directed were also my favorite, but again, that whole team is still there. Uh, and um, I-, I think we-, we it's too soon to say, oh, no, this is going to have a major impact uh, on-, on the games. I'm, no. I don't no, there's there's
1: a lot of workers on there. What he did is not, um, there's no excuses. He needs to learn a lesson and stuff, but I don't see it being a major impact uh, at all. I definitely think now's a new time for Ubisoft. I think this represents, like, um, hopefully they take all these learning experiences these past few months and really invest it uh, into a better Assassin's Creed game, so I'm hoping that all of this is for uh, for the best, which I believe it is, and we'll get mm. a much better Assassin's Creed games moving forward.
0: Yes, let's let's hope so. Um, it's it's pretty close, by the way. November 17th, we're already like less than two, less than three months away from the game. Yeah, pretty nuts, actually. Yeah. Time is. It, this year has been like one of the weirdest years ever, maybe the weirdest year ever. But the time is still moving relatively fast, in my opinion. So that's a good thing, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move over to a fun little extra new info fact um, that I'm like ta- that I want to bring back every week as long as I have new info because I will be making videos on this as well. Um, I asked to the, syst- the lead system designer, and I will have a big video on that because he also talked about some other cool things. Um, he, I asked, will there be an arena? Because in Origins, the arena was really my favorite activity. The encounters we saw there, the bosses, I think they actually had like a completely different studio. So Ubisoft of course have multiple studios across the world. They actually had like one studio working on these bosses. Um, and that, that's what you really saw, they were so unique, the fights were awesome the um setting was cool huge colosseums made sense for that setting of course and there were two in the game did not expect that when i encountered the second one so that's really cool um and in odyssey they of course knew okay the arena is popular let's bring that back but in ancient greece an arena is not really like it doesn't really happen there so that's why they made this sort of like in the corner of the map this more underground style arena um and I like the story there. Like, what did you think of the the main quest there? I thought it was actually pretty cool to talk to this guy, and then in the end, spoiler alert, fight him. Um. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no i <clears throat> I love the arena. I love the being able to just kind of um, focus have a have a moment to focus only on combat. Um, yeah. There's a lot of Assassin elements, obviously in Assassin's Creed, but uh, the combat engine's a lot of fun and it's pretty unique. And so the arena definitely opens the door for repeatable kind of fun content. I would go there a lot for build videos to be able to kind of showcase Mm -hmm. like different play styles and things like that. And for the weekly quest,
0: it was very nice. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'm hoping you're about to tell us that the arena has returned. Am I, is that correct?
0: No, no, no. Uh, Uh. It's not in Valhalla. So what he said Uh. was um, that there won't be like a separate activity like the arena in Valhalla. Um, But like the closest we get will be um, fights where like duels were totally a thing in the Viking Age, of course, to resolve things. So like two people, they're not like liking each other. So they're going to fight. And then you have like people standing in a circle around it. Cheering and stuff like that. So that will be the closest we get to an arena and those uh, encounters will be like in the world. So by exploring the world you might find like a small Circle where you can like do a fight with like people watching or in the story Um, I will show a an example in my video where I talk about this as well in the deep dive trailer They already showed a small sort of fight like this Um, But that is sadly all there is in Valhalla. So I'm still curious and we talked about it before or actually about the lack of information about the repeatable content and the end game. And it seems like they're really saving that stuff up for a reveal later on. But I totally agree like the arena was always one of my favorite parts of these these, uh, new Assassin's Creed games because the combat is so much fun. So I I was also kind of sad that it wasn't that it's not going to be in Valhalla.
1: Listen, if there's an Assassin's Creed developer listening, you Man. need to make the Animus arena, and then you don't have to worry about the historical accuracy of if the day and age that you're making had an arena or not. Yeah, just allow us to enter the Animus, which is more than reasonable, and load in, and even make it like shareable. Imagine if you could be like kind of make your own waves where it's like 20 waves and then you get to share it with your friends and be like all right try to beat this wave that i made or something like that and then you just load into the animus um and then you get to fight those i think that would be Mm -hmm. personally a lot of fun from a combat system but i I don't think we're gonna get that no
0: (laughs) i i no i mean modern day like i i think he might have said that though if, if that was going to be in the game um I, going okay. back to Lord of Chaos review um, on Apple Podcast, like, um, what is your opinion on historically uh, historical accuracy of Vikings in AC Valhalla? And if it's a game breaker for you, if it's not 100% accurate, if they put a giant Colosseum in this game, I would be like, yeah, let's do it, right? Even if it did not make sense for the history, because I just like that type of content. But no, they're 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 sticking to what makes more sense for this Viking game. And uh, never say never, like the Horde mode in Origins also came later, but yeah, that was of course kind of different because we always already had the arena. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious what the other like repeatable content will be, but uh, maybe the Ubisoft 4th event in September will shine light on that, although I think that will be about the settlement and then closer to launch we get that post-launch content trailer with more info on that, but... Uh, yeah, it's a, a kind of sad fact of the week. Hopefully next week I got a more fun one. <laughs> um, I think we're already like pretty late. Let me see. Yeah, uh, oh, we yeah, both we don't. don't <laughs> Do we need a rush a prediction
1: here? Yeah. Do you want? Uh, I think I can come up with just a quick one. I think that there will be a rare uh, catch from fishing with that is associated
0: with an achievement Ooh, okay that's a good one so that yeah that, that, that you have to fish in maybe a certain river or something or get like the best yeah. fishing rod
1: i i don't know what you get from fishing but i'm assuming like you're not going to just get an achievement the first time you fish but maybe where you fish or something you get from fishing um will result in an achievement.
0: Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Can I make a prediction also then based on fishing? Yeah. I think there will be... Maybe it's too easy. Or maybe I'm going to make it... I'm going to first say this. I think there will be multiple fishing rods. Is that too easy? Interesting.
1: I don't know. I think actually... No, I think that's fair. Okay. Because it looks like it's... Like you just pop out a fishing rod and you just fit, you just press a button and you show up. I'm I'm ex, sorry, but I'm expecting the fishing, uh, to be a little underwhelming. But I think that I would be pleasantly surprised if there were like multiple fishing mm rods. They resulted in different. uh, So,
0: what the use is for, as far as I know, is that for one you get food, and with food you heal yourself. So that's like one of the things. And the other thing is that you, I think, just get the fish as an item that you can then sell. That that's my bet, but I'm sure I totally think that you're like maybe because if if there's not a trophy or achievement associated with it, but there are like rare catches that you need for a quest, does that count or do you really need that achievement?
1: I'll let you or other people decide. Uh, the achievement okay. I threw in there beca- to show like it's there's um there's a rare I guess yeah like leaning on the rare catch yeah uh, and I feel like achievements are usually tied to like you got the big flopper <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah yeah if fucker like, uh, 5 had, had for example fishing things like that uh, the uni fish the uni fish oh no <laughs> and then a uni bear comes to eat it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I can see it no okay so I- I'm throwing it to the chat so two options um there has to be like a achievement linked to it or it could just be like that there's like this legendary fishing hut where you'd go at some point and for this person you have to catch legendary fish does that count or do you do you need the achievement option three on unf- uni fish <laughs> <laughs> chat just wants uni fish <laughs> i doubt well, about different rods yeah I, i'm with you uh um, although but yeah i want to make the theory, prediction sorry about
1: my while we wait for them to say uh the the theory about different rods I think that has validity is the qu- as the quality of the rod goes up kind of like Pokemon uh, you get higher quality food that fills your health yeah
0: better I think you know what I though mean? what I they're likely going to mechanic. do is that it's associated with the world so that if you go to a higher power level region that you get like better fish so mm-hmm. so I'm saying multiple fishing rods just to have a prediction here uh, legendary <laughs> rods yeah. Pokemon style, yeah, they had different rots. I yeah, we will have to wait and see. I'm gonna stick with this. I think yours is good as well. People are saying All right. legendary fish for you, so not achievement. So like a oh so no, so just
1: like a rare catch.
0: But that's that's too easy. That's too easy. Let's keep it like that.
1: I'll do the achievement. I'll I I like it tied to like an achievement or something. You could like probably. Maybe,
0: maybe. Buy the best fishing rods in catch the helix like a store. Toy
1: or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it fishes legendary gear out of that'd be a good prediction. Oh you wow! Can get a piece of gear from fishing, like a rusty boot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ragnar Sword. somewhere in the in the sea. Nice. Dennis says uh, that we can get catch a Gyarados in the game. Okay, we're 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 going <laughs> off topic here. Thanks as always for listening to the weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast. Um if you like the show, then totally leave a review on your podcast service. I think it's actually mostly uh Apple Podcasts. So if you use that iPhone, go there, leave a five-star review, leave a review in general that would already uh help us a lot. If you want to go the extra mile they you can also support us financially by going to uh, the join button next to the subscribe button on my youtube channel Raptor. For two dollars per month you get access to the video version so you see our faces, you see the cool background that uh, Jordan has as well with the, with the helmets going on with the uh, <laughs> with the statue. Um, uh, so yeah you can you can watch that and you can then also have access to do a post show that we're about to do. And um, if you support the channel for $5 per month, you get two days early access to all that stuff that you would otherwise get on Saturday. So they can watch it, listen to it earlier if you want. Thanks for watching. Uh, Jordan, where can people find you before uh, we let the people go here?
1: Always at It's Jordan Does. No, no, don't type always It's Jordan Does. (laughs) Just It's Jordan Does. And then if you want to find a fun all-inclusive uh supportive gaming community ac-builds.com slash discord um hopefully you will be seeing more content from me soon we're soon.
0: 14 episodes in jordan 15 with the uh, with the first one.
1: i've been i've been coding okay That's technically content it's not video content ah, but okay. for the website for the whole websites.
0: Yeah. oh cool Cool. yeah you, yeah okay you, you will be uh like have have like a pokedex with all the all the fish that you can uh, find in the yeah game.
1: yeah we're gonna i'm gonna call it the pokedex too, or the valhalla Dex. <laughs> the valhalla Dex. All the,
0: de- <laughs> the unidex with all the unicorn variants of uh every uh, animal exactly. in the game cool Hopefully- um oh yeah. sorry
1: no, I was just gonna say, I wonder if all these uni mentions has led to inspiration by someone on the creative design team over there, and maybe we accidentally manifested more uni animals <laughs> than we realized
0: or or not. <laughs> <laughs> they better like released at the blacksmith and not as a as a helix item because um, the uni bear that that's our idea, although i that was actually one of my first predictions. never mind, they can take it, they could take it so I win. Um, Okay, we're going into the post show I already see a question for you there, uh, Jordan So uh, thanks everyone for listening And um, speak to you next week
1: See ya